Hello and thanks for streaming this episode from ACF Church. Our hope is that this word would encourage you to walk closer with God and with your local church. We hope you consider partnering in the work God's doing here by joining a life group, serving, and giving. If you'd like to give financially to the mission of ACF Church, you can do so safely on our website at acfak.org or by texting the amount to 907-341-4213. Now prepare your hearts to hear God's word. who we are, we know why we're here, and we know where we're going. If Jesus is alive, there is hope for the world. People who are coming in the room now represent ACF Church today. Should be a representation of Christ. It's, it's a copy, it's not the original. We don't want to just not become what our parents were or not become what somebody else in our lives are. We actually want to pursue the ways of Jesus. And once again, he shows us the best way to be human. We got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? It's so good. Hey, welcome to ACF. If you're brand new uh, this morning, we're just honored that you would spend Sunday morning with us and everybody who's online. Can we thank them for being with us today as well? We're so glad that you're with us this Sunday morning as well. We are doing something a little bit different today. Um, It's going to be a different morning. This is going to be a little bit like a kitchen table family conversation today. Uh, So if you're new to church, just know this is kind of a different format than our normal format as we look back to where we've come from and we celebrate the journey that we've been on so that we can look forward to the future. And this has become, I think in my own personal life, more of a value as I've gotten older of just looking back back, spending time uh, reminiscing a little bit. Uh, Not like, man, I just, I wish I could go back to the good old days, but so that we can see the journey that we've been on. And I think if we did that a little bit more, 
if we as a culture did a little bit more looking back, we might actually see the progress that we're a part of. Uh, Many times I feel like I'm not moving. Maybe you have this sense sometimes that like life is sort of standing still. This feeling that, man, am I just the same person I was two years ago or five years ago or ten years ago? But if you got somebody who knows you well that would sit down with you, and if you spend some time thinking about where you've come from, you might actually see that there is progress. And, And the celebration of that progress is what gives us motivation to keep moving. And until we see that, until we see where we've come from, it's kind of hard to actually want to have a vision for what's to come. And it's no different in the life of a church that if we don't look back to where we've come from, celebrate what God is doing and has done in our midst, uh, we'll lose vision, lose sight of where we are to go in the future. And so that's really what today is about. Uh, This is called Rewind. And Rewind is all about looking back on where we've come from. And I want to lay a foundation before we do this. Really what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate a lot of the numbers. We're going to celebrate the numbers of church, both financial numbers as well as people. And we say a lot that we, we celebrate numbers because numbers represent people. And so we count everything. We count how many people show up to church, how many people give their lives to Jesus, how many people are in discipleship groups, how many people are serving the community. And for us, that's a way to gauge, like, are we growing as disciples and are we on mission the way that Jesus called us to be? It's a really big deal. But here's the thing. As I was preparing for this week, I felt like I wanted to almost set a foundation with, um, maybe I would call this a bit of a warning, a warning for us, that for any church or any community, there can be a tendency to start to develop a pride in our hearts. Uh, ACF Church has been on really an amazing journey uh, over the years that that I've been here and and, and long before that. And, And as we look back on what God has done through our church, there would be an opportunity for us to think that we are greater than we are for us to find some sort of pride in ourselves and to think maybe we're, maybe we kind of had this figured out. Maybe we kind of got this thing figured out and we're able to do this on our own. And so I want to actually start off with a passage. This is Mark chapter 10. And uh, I'm going to read through just a, a little bit of this text. This, in this moment, you've got Jesus walking with his disciples down the road. And at this point in Jesus' ministry, he's kind of a rock star. And so you've got these disciples who are like, man, I'm riding the coattails of Jesus. I want to be great like Jesus, and, and I, I want a, kind of a piece of his notoriety, which it, we see this in our culture all the time with famous people, people with lots of money, that as soon as you, you achieve this certain level of greatness, that people start to kind of buddy themselves up next to you, right? And they look to kind of feed off of what you have accomplished. And so these disciples, as they're following Jesus, are after a little bit of what Jesus has. And so here's, here's how the story goes. Verse 35, chapter 10. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. (laughs) Which is just a great statement, isn't it? You parents have maybe heard your kids say this. Mom and Dad, I got something I want to ask of you, but can you just say yes first? Like, no, you got to tell me first, right? Verse 36, and he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. Jesus said to them, do you do not know what you are asking? Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, we are able. So confident. And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. So I was able to uh, spend a little time in the woods this last week. Any hunters in the room? Anybody that's a, that's a hunter? A few guys and ladies or hunters in the room. Um, I was able to go moose hunting. 
And we were uh, this one morning spread out along the side of this mountain during the golden hour of hunting, which you hunters know is just before sunrise. So we're out there really early, this crisp, beautiful morning, and the sun starts coming up. And it was this, it was like total Instagram moment, right? I'm out there, instead of soaking in the moment, I'm taking pictures like all of us do. So I'm taking pictures of this beautiful sun, or sunrise and, and, and thinking, man, this is the moment the animals are coming out. I might see a moose or whatever. And, and in that moment, I felt just this like gratitude grow up in my heart. And, and I felt like, man, this is a moment of worship, really. And one of the things that we as Christians do when we see something beautiful, uh, we don't just appreciate it for what it is. We appreciate where it came from. We actually acknowledge that this beauty came from somewhere. It came from our creator. And so when we see a beautiful sunrise, we think, man, God is so amazing. Look what he created. Look at this moment that I get to experience. And so I kind of felt this, this call in my heart like God was saying, hey, just honor me for what I'm doing for you right now. So I kind of found myself praying and thanking God for a moment. And you guys might think you're a pastor. You do this every morning. I assure you, I do not. I do not. This is a special morning. I, I, I need to. But I don't always think of worship in the morning. Um, and so I'm just kind of like honoring God. And I felt like God said to my heart, you need to sing. And now a few things are going through my mind. You hunters in the room are like, that is not the number one tactic for drawing animals to your stand. Um, and so I'm thinking, that's, that's not a good... And, and then here's the thing about singing. Singing can be really awkward, can't it? I mean, in our culture, think about where do you ever sing? If you're new to church, you kind of get this weirdness of like, man, I showed up to church and they're singing. I only sing at birthday parties and baseball games, right? But nowhere else in our culture do we sing. And so I felt like God said, you need to sing. And I was like, no, no. It felt awkward. It felt weird. I'm just kind of like alone in the woods. Why would I do this? It's going to run the animals off. And, and, And here's what I felt like God said in my heart. He said, if you're too proud to worship me in private, then who are you to lead my people in public? Amen. Thank you. Yes, and I needed that. I needed to hear that, like, because I have pride in my heart. And so I was like, okay. So I start off like most of us would. Praise God. And, and God's like, no. I want you to mean it, right? So praise him, all people here below. Praise God from, and I started singing louder and louder until I was just like at the top of my lungs singing in the woods. And I kid you not, a caribou popped right out of the woods right in front of me. All the hunters in the room were like, give me those lead sheets from worship today. This is my new hunting tech. I couldn't believe it, you know, and I'm not saying it happens to anybody, you know, every time. This isn't like a, a way to get animals to come out in the woods, but I feel like God was like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening to you. And, and, and why is this so difficult? And I just found myself thinking about why is it so hard to do these things? Uh, maybe there's something about just the difficulty of worship that, that actually rearranges the priorities in our hearts and lets us know who we are and who we're not. And I feel like we as a church, as we celebrate what God has done in our lives and celebrate where we're going, we need to know who we are and know who we're not. We need to be able to be humbled before God. And what's going on in this story is these guys are like, how do I make myself great? Now, Notice that Jesus does not scold them for that desire. He doesn't say, well, you should never want to be great. In fact, here's the deal. I think that we all should desire greatness, but what Jesus is going to do is he is going to show them a different definition of greatness. He's going to totally flip upside down for them what it actually means to be great. 
And for us as a church, I think we need a different definition of greatness. Because God's people have always been on this this ebb and flow, this journey of of being in desperation and despair and need. And then God, in all of his grace, picks up his people and rescues them out of their, their issues and their problems. And then over time, they become proud. And they become self-sufficient and arrogant. And in fact, there's this, this moment, I want to read a, a passage out of the book of Amos. There's this moment in the life of Israel where they have become that, where they have been on a journey towards their own self-sufficiency and, and they've forgotten that God is their provider. God is the one that gave them everything that they have. And this is in Amos, Amos uh, chapter 6, verse 8. The Lord God has sworn by himself, declares the Lord, the God of hosts, I abhor the pride of Jacob. And hate his strongholds, and I will deliver up the city and all that is in it. So the best way for you to remove yourself from the blessings of God is to take credit for them. And so one of the things that we want to never do is take credit for what God himself has done. Because that's what's going on. In fact, if you know the the journey of King Uzziah, the same thing is said about him. It says that God helped him greatly until he became strong. And so ACF Church, let us never become strong. Let us never become those who feel like we can do things on our own, but let us always be worshipers who who are running to God as the provider and giver of every good thing that we might experience. Amen? So that's how we start off today. So let's celebrate some things. Let's celebrate the people. The, the first thing that we say is that we're always on mission as a church. Life is a mission, not a vacation. And so we're celebrating 123 people that gave their lives to Jesus this last year. Let's celebrate that. So I love that 123 people communicated that they want to follow Jesus. And I love that 115 people were baptized. And here's, what, here's what's so cool about this for, for me as a pastor. Is that for a lot of churches, these numbers can be very different. Uh, for, it's like, we had 7,000 people commit to following Jesus. How many got baptized? Four, right? That, that happens a lot of times. And we've been there before where we've got all these people saying they want to follow Jesus. But very few people are actually taking a step of baptism. Here's why this matters. It matters because of all that we've gone through in this last series in 1 John, talking about what true Christianity is and what it really means to follow Jesus. That it's more than just, you know, praying a little prayer on a Sunday morning or going to church or, 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 or calling yourself a Christian. It's actually this commitment to give yourself up and to take upon yourself this new life in Christ. And so 115 people took their first step of baptism, that first step of obedience to say, I'm not going to make this private decision. I'm going to make a public decision to follow Jesus. So for me, I'm stoked on that. That just, if some of you in this room were part of that 115 or part of that 123, and I'm just excited for you, and, and we want to help you be on that journey uh, together. And so we celebrate baptism, salvations, and people who are brand new to church. 139 people filled out cards just to say I'm brand new to ACF Church. And so we've had a great year. Um, our, our attendance has been uh, sustained at a, at a higher level than we've ever been before. Uh, we've been able to, to jump into this building project and to start making space for those yet to come. And we're, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But it's just been an amazing journey this year. But I want to start off here by welcoming up Pastor Josh Talbot and Amanda Hunter. Bring them up.
Music was, there we go. That music was for Amanda. She's rocking the NSYNC shirt this morning, so. Amanda's new to our team. We didn't realize what a fan she was, so we thought we would uh, welcome her up with a little NSYNC this morning. NSYNC, uh, that's Justin Timberlake before he became popular for the young people in the room. Yeah, half of you in the room were like, who are NSYNC? I don't even know who that is. Anyway, (laughs) dating us. So these two... um, Here's, here's what you need to know about our church is that we believe deeply in uh, teenagers and children and th- what God wants to do in them and through them in the church right now. And so we've talked a lot about this recently. If you've heard that uh, we're changing the way that we're doing youth ministry so that we can uh, bring uh, students into the, the main church, that instead of putting them in a silo on the side, we're actually welcoming them in and saying, hey, if you're a teenager, we need you today. We want to invest in you today. We want to learn from you today. And as well as children, we believe so deeply in what God is doing in our children. And so, so much energy is poured into that every single week. And these two people on the stage are pouring so much of their lives into your teenagers and into your children. And so we're just, we're grateful for both of you. Um, So share a little bit about uh, some things that we can celebrate this year. Yeah, uh, one big thing we can celebrate um, that I'm celebrating is just uh, Amanda. If you have not had a chance to meet her. Uh, Amanda and her family got here beginning of July, and for the last couple of years, we had an awesome children's director who who kind of got our program up to what it is, and then um, just life events, she ended up moving away, and, and when that happens, you, you know, as as a director, as a leader of, of something, you're just like, okay, got to fill this hole, we got a hole, we got to fill it, we got to fill it quick, um, but we really committed just to not fill it quick, and to really pray and see who God brought to us, trusting that God had somebody uh, for us. And so Amanda and her family is just a big answer to prayer. Um, 12 years as a as an elementary school teacher. And so just understanding how to deal with children, how to, how to educate them, teach them, how to work with the team. And so really amazing um, just opportunity that God brought to us. So um, so yeah, just, uh, just answer to prayer for Amanda and her family to really also walk into, as she gets here, we're just kicking off construction, mm-hmm. kind of walk right in the middle of this, uh, but has been a huge asset. So can we just give Amanda a yeah, huge absolutely. hand? Disclaimer, I like InSync and Backstreet Boys equally, so... <laughs> I didn't know that wearing this to a staff meeting would result in me having to wear it, but it's totally fine. I love it. Um, So I'm the children's director. Um, Like Josh said, I got here at the beginning of July um, with my family, and we're military, so um, when you move, it's hard to transition to a new space, you know. Um, So this is a huge blessing to find this um, position in this church, and the community has really just, like, embraced us, and it's just great to be here and great to be able to serve with your kids every week. Um, if you look on the screen, um, our, we have an average attendance every week of 230, 236 kids, and that's not even including um, the fourth and fifth graders that are currently sitting in service due to our construction. So thank you, parents of fourth and fifth graders, and um, for kind of bearing with us as we do construction. Um, and obviously, with that hive number, we have to have serve team members. Um, this program would not run without our amazing serve team members every week. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 110 people on our team. We always could use more. So, um, But those team members are amazing. They pour into your kids every week. They teach them about Jesus. And um, they just have such a heart for what they do. And um, me personally, when we first got here, my daughter, Tegan, I have two kids. Um, Rila's two and Tegan's six. 
And Tegan first attended like on a Wednesday night when we got here and she came home singing God is on the move, but she was singing God is on the roof, God is on the roof. And she kept singing it um, super <laughs> loudly. And so, <laughs> yeah, so we were trying to, she sings it correctly now, but um, she came home and she just wanted to sing that song every day. Um, she sang it to and from summer camp. My husband heard it a thousand times in the car. Um, but that just goes to show the amazing volunteers. And we even have some teens that are down there doing worship with the kids. So we're so thankful for that amazing team. Um, we would not be here without you guys. Um, next year, we have some amazing things coming up in this next year. Obviously, we're under construction, if you didn't notice. Um, you can go downstairs and take a peek at what they're doing. There's um, sheetrock that's going up, and we have a back of the building now and a new parking lot in the back. So there's an amazing, um, amazing things coming up. We have a new curriculum that we're going to do and new, um, just lots of new activities and new technology that we can incorporate in our new space. So lots of fun things coming up for our kids. Exciting. Yeah, I, I love what we do here at ACF for our kids. Um, when I got here a little over six years ago, it was a big push to say, hey, we're not going to offer babysitting. That's not what we're doing. We are teaching and training our kids Bible and, and theology and introducing them to these things and how to worship God. And, and then to hear parents just talk about, you know, how many guys have heard God is on the move a thousand times in your house, right? Um, but that's such an amazing thing to see that I, I we truly believe that we are investing into these young kids who, who really now we're inviting into be part of who we are as ACF Church as we're just even changing the way we view these types of ministry and this intergenerational ministry um, that we're trying to incorporate true discipleship from generation to generation, right? Passing down that baton of faith. And, and you know, as we, as we walk into kind of what we did last year for Breakaway, you know, we, we had to average about 110 kids a week between junior high and high school, which is, was an awesome number. But what, which is just so cool about that is we really focus, if, if you were never able to come or be part of it, we really focus on Bible literacy. We really focus on, and do you know what the Bible actually teaches um, as that is just going down and down and down in our, in our culture, in our society of, of um, just kind of biblical literacy. We have a lot more meme theology is what I like to call it than Bible theology. And so we really focused on just teaching that. And then, of course, um, acting it out in, in practical ways, um, encouraging our students to reach their classmates and hearing stories of that. Um, you got to come to Amplify last month. You got to hear a testimony of one of our students who's really working hard and reaching uh, her her classmates. And uh, then in our Mexico mission trip, we do we've done the last several years was highly impactful on our students and adults that went and, and just really cool for me personally. I got to take my son who's nine and just really see the stuff he's been learning here. And, and then actually acting it out and, and ha- having real questions about God and having real discussions with a nine-year-old on, Dad, like, I, I don't see God always, and it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to believe in him. Is that okay? And, you know, and, and just having those really amazing conversations with my son was just really cool for me. Um, but I was, I was just thinking about today one story that kind of jumped off uh, just out of this year for me was uh, in, in January, we did a, a kind of a night of worship with 
uh, with Breakaway, and we did it in here, and, and it was awesome. And we kind of did something a little differently. Like we sang for worship, but then we had some different kind of areas set up, some different stations set up where maybe you could go over here and just kind of write down prayers or write what's on your heart. Or you could go over here and you could paint or you could draw. And, and we had like names of God kind of up on this board and what they meant. And, and we said, hey, take a name of God and write it on a rock and let that be your rock this week of who God is in your life this week. And, and we had a bunch of students come to it. And I had one student come who's been part of our ministry for a long time and someone who's still struggling with their faith, just trying to figure it out. And she came up to me afterwards and, and said, Josh, she's like, I'm so, thank you for doing that tonight. And I said, oh, of course, you're welcome. She's like, no, you don't understand. Thank you for doing that. I, she said, I don't get worship. I don't, you know, she doesn't come from a Christian home or anything. And she's like, I don't, I don't like to sing. I don't like to, you know, the songs don't do anything for me. So I don't, I never understood, like, I know we're supposed to worship God, but how can I worship God if I don't like singing? And, but, but tonight you helped show me and I got to understand that I can worship God with what he's given me. I can worship God. God in my writings. I can worship God in, in painting and stuff like that and just the talents he's given me. And so it was a cool moment just to see for her. She's been coming for a long time, but just like God really used that moment and have the light bulb click on for her that she can worship God every day, you know, through the things he's given her. So uh, those are just some of the highlights from uh, our youth ministry this last year. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much for what you pour into our, into our kids and teenagers. I want to welcome up Pastor Stewart. Song for oh, Stuart. that song will never leave, will it ever again? <laughs> if you were at VIP night a while back, this is a little shot of Stuart doing um, a little number to that song in particular. This man is a dancer, if you didn't know that. But uh, not true. Not true. No, it was good. It was good. So, uh, Pastor Stuart oversees everything discipleship and outreach in our church. So, if you've ever seen a large event that we've done uh, to serve our community or wanted to get some information about being in a group, um, or, or joined a crash course to learn how to take your first steps with Jesus. Uh, Pastor Stewart is the man that's planning all of that. He wears a ton of hats, dude. We appreciate you so much. Uh, just all you pour into our community. And so tell us some things in the outreach area that we can celebrate today. Man, thank you so much for the chance just to share a little bit about what ACF does. And, and one of the things I love is the heartbeat of ACF, which is really to reflect and amplify the grace of Jesus in our community, uh, not just in our own family, not just here inside these walls, but outside. Uh, we want to take what we, what we learn, who we are, uh, the change that God is making, and make that same thing evident out in the community. And so one of the things uh, you may not, some of those things are big, flashy things, um, and we'll talk about some of those in just a minute, uh, where the whole community gets to see those. Uh, and other things are, are a little bit quieter, and you may not even realize they're happening here at ACF Church. And one of those things is New Beginnings, which is one of the ministries that we've been privileged to be part of. Uh, two years ago, if you were at our Easter service, which was at Eagle River High School, uh, we had inmates from Highland Correctional Facility attend our service with us, uh, which was really cool to have that honor. And uh, one of those ladies got baptized uh, during that service, which was super cool that she felt uh, just inspired to take her next step in her walk with God, uh, in her walk with faith. 
Well, the New Beginnings is an opportunity for those inmates to then, a uh, very select few, but the, it, we're the only church in Alaska doing it, uh, being able to come to church, to be part of our community, uh, not just for us to, to, to go in and, and maybe make part of a ministry, but really to welcome them into our family. Uh, and it's been super cool uh, to see uh, the different host families engage uh, in relationships with these ladies, uh, to see you guys maybe unaware uh, welcoming them and caring for them among you. Uh, and so one family, uh, uh, Jesse and uh, Shayla Dampierre, uh, they are going to talk about their experience in New Beginnings, and it's just such a, a, a neat story. So give them a listen right now. Jesse Dampierre. I'm Shayla Dampierre. We've been going for, what, two years? Two years, yeah. Two years. I had wanted to be in doing some kind of prison ministry for a while. So when this came yeah. up, I was like, oh yeah, gosh, we were all ready to here's go. our chance. Like, this is going to be yeah. so cool. And we were both on the same page with it. We didn't know what to expect, obviously. And we were we were willing to do whatever, but like we weren't sure what kind of character we were going to have. It was yeah. going to be kind of rough around the edges, kind of a person. And yeah, the, all the tension of build up and everything. And then she comes to the door and I could see right away that she was nervous too. And I think, I don't remember who said something first, but it was kind of like, we're nervous. And we both said something and we're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're just like regular people and we can both be nervous together and let's just do this. And yeah. so it was, it was cool. We realized we, how normal of a person yeah. she was. She was just, just felt like we had known her and it felt just like talking to anybody. I was like, this can't be real. Yeah, all your categories kind of just go out the window. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not talking to a prisoner. Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, it's just a regular lady. Yeah. I mean, she was pretty chill from the beginning, but like just being like wanting to engage with the, the church family and mm-hmm. talking about people here as like her friends and mm-hmm. like her church family and... Yeah, it seemed like a highlight to her week. She mm-hmm. really looked forward to it. I think we really learned to be able to stay out of our comfort zones mm-hmm. as our default, you know. You really are able to see a lot more of what God's doing when you're not in your shell. I mean, obviously, we're not perfect. <laughs> like, But, like, the more you try to do that, like, you really see what God's doing because you're not just insulated from everything. And we felt like we were less judgmental. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, your categories of what you eat, like, you weren't even really sure what to think, but whatever you thought, it just goes out the window. Like, just being there to, like, give her a ride and have her come to church and have, like, a few minutes of, or I guess hours of freedom. And not just physical freedom, but, like, the spiritual freedom to, like, not have to be in a, you know, program and whatever, but like to just be able to like come and just be a regular person at church and Mm -hmm. be a part of a church family. Like that's, that's huge. You know, it's, it's more unstructured than most of her life. And that's cool to see her like, ah, be able to like take a deep breath. Yeah. Absolutely try it. Yeah. Everything that we thought it might be was changed Mm -hmm. and, and it was um really really cool Mm -hmm. and now we have like a friend like Mm -hmm. i mean she's a peach and even through this break i've been able to write letters to her in the mail 
um, and I try to do that weekly so that we can catch up and maintain a relationship which has been really big and I think she looks forward to and I look forward to hearing back from her too so that's been really awesome too. Yeah, yeah. And the kids love her and everything. And... Yeah, it's so good. Here's what, I, here's what I love about that video is every time I watch it, I'm just like, do you see how much they got out of this whole experience? You just, you see that you receive so much more than you give when you serve and it's just amazing. So yeah, I was just thinking like when I was listening to them is life change. And when we come in contact with Jesus Christ, we can't help but be changed uh, in, in who we are. We can't stay the same any longer because God has done something amazing in us. And, and they're just an example of that. And then the, the inmate who was uh, being able to come to church with them, that uh, her life has been changed. Uh, some of you guys who have interacted with them uh, have also been changed. And that really uh, outreach is a natural outflowing of that life change That's that right. we have. We, we don't want to just have God change us and then we want to hide that away. We want to let other people know and, and bring them along as well. And so some of the cool things that have happened this last year here at ACF uh, in the outreach area. Uh, we did Impact Eagle River last year, and it's coming up, and you're going to hear a little bit more about that later. But uh, last year, we did uh, 68 oil changes for families who have uh, needs uh, in our community, just to, to be a way to, to say we care about you, and we want to take one of the burdens that may uh, you be, may, maybe you're facing and take that away from you um, and help you out that way. We had over 27 serve teams go out in our community on that Sunday morning. Uh, to do projects all around our community and uh, just love and care for people. Uh, we had over 350 people that were part of those serve teams. Um, and this year we're shooting for 500 people to be part of those serve teams. Um, so that means that uh, it, we need your help. So we'll talk about that later. So just yeah, hang good. on to that. Um, we also, because of check-in for change and then urban mission, we go down uh, and we feed the homeless here in Anchorage, the people who have needs in our own community. Uh, you guys have made that possible. So if you have your cell phone, go ahead and check in for change uh, on Facebook. For every five of those, we get a free meal uh, that we're able to give to uh, someone in need. Uh, and one of the things about Urban Mission that I love is that my, I usually bring my kids along and others um, have brought their, their families along. And it's not just kids watching their parents serve, but the kids actually serve alongside their parents. Uh, and they get to see, uh, see it modeled, but then to do it. And it's an uncomfortable situation, but it's one where Jesus, uh, his grace and love shine. Uh, so it's just super cool. We were able to this year uh, as well do a fireworks show for our community. Uh, that was awesome. I think Eagle River needed something in the so dark nice. so that you could actually see the fireworks, which is what <laughs> we wanted to do. Uh, we wanted to, and I love the signs that, that we were, we had folks holding uh, out by the street that said, we love Eagle River. And that is really the heartbeat that we love being part of this community. It's not just, uh, we want to see what the community can do for us, but we want to really uh, let people know that Jesus loves us so we can love this community well. Uh, one of the interesting thing I love is that the fireworks we were using were larger size fireworks and a bigger show than Anchorage City had. Uh, so Eagle River, when we do stuff, we do it well. Uh, we <laughs> rock that. it out of the park. <laughs> and you guys make that happen, all these different things. We had uh, over 10 um, uh, block parties in the communities. You, peop you, you folks just saying, hey, we want to love uh, the, my neighbors. I want to show them the love of Jesus Christ. I want to get to know them. Uh, I just don't want to hide in my house all, all time, uh, all the summer. But I want to invite them over and uh, take that risk. And you did. Uh, I think we see the payoffs in that. Um, for groups... Um, 
we have over 300 people involved in community in our church. Um, and I would love to, as, as the, the pastor over that, I would love to see everybody involved in a deeper community because you can only do so much uh, from watching things happen here on a Sunday or a Wednesday. But when you get involved in a, in a group and you rub shoulders with other people, you develop a, a deeper uh, relationship with them. You have people to support you, challenge you, uh, encourage you. Uh, we launched six brand new groups uh, this year. Uh, that we're, we have recurring groups that kind of come and go, but there's six brand new ones, and we look to launch a few more coming into the, uh, the fall in October. We'll have youth-oriented groups as well, some that will be a good mix of, of, of adults and kids. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Um, right now we have about 35 groups, 34, 35 groups, and that, that number will actually be growing here in a short time. So I encourage you, if you haven't, check that out to do so today. Yeah. Yeah, um, Stuart, thanks for keeping us looking outward, yeah. man. I appreciate it. Yeah, lots that. of good stuff happening yep. here. Thank well, you, guys. Welcome to Danny House. Danny Venhouse. Care of business. That was a song from your childhood, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Not my childhood. I'm not... <laughs> oh, no, I'm dating myself. <laughs> yes, uh, it was my childhood. Uh, You're right, Danny, right. let's be honest. Let's be honest. You're in church. Okay, so uh, Danny Venhouse is our director of operations. And so anything financial or with our building, uh, this is Danny's piece of the pie. And so, um, Danny, thank you so much for uh, pouring into our church on the financial level. If um, Again, this is going to get a little nuts and bolts for some of you. And just don't let your eyes glaze over. This is important stuff. Um, this is actually part of what keeps us moving as a church is the financial end of things. Just like for you at home, when the finances are flowing well, you know that you are able to dream and you're able to look to the future. And when it's tight and you feel like it's not, the bills aren't getting paid, it just keeps you from looking forward. And so, um, Danny, it's been a great story this year. It's been really good. Uh, people have been so gracious and so faithful. And so uh, tell us what's come in this past year. Yeah, and as a family, this is what we like to talk about. It's something we need to talk about. Uh, So for last year, our fiscal year ends this month, just to let you know. So that's why we're reviewing it now uh, for you guys. Uh, But last year, we brought in $1.5 million. That's you guys, your regular tithes and offerings. That's amazing. And that is... 11%. 11%. That's 11% over what you guys gave last year. And we had shot for a 10% target, and you guys met that, and you beat it. So uh, that is a testament to you guys getting behind the mission here at ACF. So we appreciate that. And like Brian said, that helps us to pursue what God puts in front of us each and every day here at, at the church. Uh, we had expenses of $1.26 million, and you may be going, uh, where is the other $240,000? So... Last year, we had decided we had a couple of goals, a couple of business goals. Is one, like you guys, for next step, we realized you had to had to put a line item in your budget at home to put money towards next step. And we wanted to do the same thing. We wanted to go in lockstep with you guys. And so we decided that we would put a portion of the tithes and offerings into savings to go towards the construction. Uh, the other part, or the other goal, was that we wanted to have an operating cash in the bank that we can do business and be good stewards of the money and be good stewards uh, towards the uh, community and the people we do business with is that we're not having to wait for a weekly offering to go pay somebody as we have money in the bank uh, to pay those people. But also when God brings an opportunity up is we have the, we have the funds that it's not a hurdle. 
the hurdle is, is okay, we just got to get all our stuff together, but we have money behind us that we can go out and pursue those things. So, good. so it's a great story, guys, great story. If you want to, uh, a little bit of a breakdown, though, is you might want to go, well, where's that money go? So we've put it into, here's the outline of three big buckets uh, that you can see where it goes in. About 45% goes to staffing. Uh, 47% goes to operations, which is, is really the big bucket of the building, uh, utilities, all the ministries, everything goes on here. All the outreach, that is that, that bucket. And then the, uh, the remaining part is 8% that goes to admissions in our denomination, the Christian and Missionary Alliance. So that's 2018. So what about 2019? Uh, we have... Uh, uh, with partners and our lead team, we have uh, we have approved this budget of 1.6 million for next year. This is a 10 percent increase over what we uh, what we did last year, and you guys have faithfully done this through the years. We have steadily increased our budget, and you guys have delivered every year, every year. Uh, it's just amazing to watch God work through you guys, and which is just a privilege and a blessing to sit in this chair and uh, just tell you that. And yeah. uh, it just it just it just knocks me out sometimes. <laughs> But uh, uh, so that's where we're going 2019. And so the other part of that is the celebration is, doesn't stop there. It's also our next step, which you guys just blow me away. We started this campaign two years ago, October 2016, with just a vision, really, of uh, wanting to grow our space here. And as we've delivered more definition, you guys have just continued to give towards it. And so over the last two years, you have guys have given over a million dollars to Next Step. That's amazing. That is amazing. But, but more importantly, since we're doing this in phases, is the uh, in 2017, the funds that we took in there, it has allowed us to move forward. And as you see there on the screen behind me is, this is what we're doing right now. Uh, I would encourage you, as Amanda said before, is go down there. Go downstairs. Yeah, to, go uh, you can go in. You can't go into the room, but you can see back there. The lights are on. Uh, just take a look at what your, uh, what your giving is doing. And you can see there will also have a new lobby on the back of the, of the church. That will be for the kids' entry. And uh, so that will be, hopefully, we'll be getting this all done in October, and we can be ready moving in late October with the kids. Uh, secondly, the money that has been raised this year, 2018, is we are going to be starting the next phase, which will be in the spring of next year. And you'll see there, what we'll do is we'll finish the, produ- the uh, not the production, the construction in the back. We'll be putting a second floor on that, but it, and also we'll be coming into the sanctuary to redo the stage, the seating arrangement, increase the flow, and also the, uh, allow us to have more people in the sanctuary as is. So it's all a part of growing our space here at ACF. Yeah. Well, as you can see, we already kind of started some of the infrastructure in this room. If you look up, you can see new pipes going for the sprinkler system. So we're going to be doing mass baptism in this room. We just kick that puppy on and get you guys all soaked. So um, the, the, the work has already begun from the back of the building, starting to work our way towards the front. And again, this was all started because our church is growing. Um, and we had this vision of making space for those who are yet to come, that somebody thought of you and made sure that you had a space when you came to church. And so as we come into the fall, uh, our attendance starts, starts to grow. We start to run out of room in especially this service. Um, this year we've been sustaining 11 to 1,200 people a week. 
and we've just been running out of parking. So there's some new things that we're trying to build out to make sure that when you invite your friend to church and they actually decide to finally show up, that they have a parking spot and that they have a seat in this room. That's really important to us. And so thank you for being on on mission, as well as another thing to add about the numbers there. I know that sounds like a lot of money to some of you. Some of you, you're like $1.5 million, that's so much. And others of you, you deal with multi-million dollar budgets all the time. What you need to know is that we are an open book when it comes to the finances. Um, that if you have any questions about this and you're like, man, that's a, that's a lot of communion wafers, $1.5 million, what are they doing with all that? Just ask your questions. Know that it doesn't offend anybody. We won't take it personally. Uh, please set up a meeting with, with Danny uh, and, and, or with us. We can, we can answer your questions. And so get those questions answered uh, so that you can be fully confident in the way that, uh, that the funds that you're giving sacrificially are being spent. So we want to make sure that you guys know that's an open book. So uh, give Danny a hand, would you? Thanks. One last thing I want to do. Would you grab the card that was on your seat when you came in? Um, On that card, on the back, it says, fill the house. And when you showed up, you might have seen a gray Connex out in the parking lot. What you need to know is that the funds that we've raised for Next Step, they cover the building. They don't cover the furnishing. So uh, if you've ever moved into a house and not had any furniture, you know what that feels like. So when we move in this fall, we want to make sure that by November, we've got all that we need to operate. And so here's what we'd love for you to do, is that you'd go to that website sometime here in the next week or two, and that you'd pick out a couple items and purchase those items, and then you can bring those to church, and we're going to fill up that Connex, make sure that we've got everything that we need. When you go online, it's going to say wish list, um, but let me clarify, it's actually needs list. So it, we didn't just, it's not like when you get married and you get the little scanner and you go to Target and you're like, ooh, like a bag of chips and a new, you know, whatever. Like the, we, these are things that we need to operate. And so every single thing on that list is necessary. Uh, we have things, everything from toys that you can purchase up to some larger items that we definitely need. So thank you uh, for being a part of that. But as we close out today, I want to read the rest of this passage uh, in Mark chapter 10. As we close out, this, this continuing on, Jesus' response Responding to these men's desire to sit at his right hand and his left, their desire to be great. And again, he doesn't scold them. It's okay that they want to be great. He's just going to change their perspective a little bit. Verse 41, and when the 10 heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. In other words, the other disciples were, were upset with them for asking of this. Um, I don't think because they didn't appreciate it. I think that they were upset because they didn't think of it first. So they're upset that they're asking to be first. Verse 42, And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Listen, so what he's saying is, you know how the culture works. And this is the same for us today. Here's how our culture works. Step on whoever you need to step on to get to the top. Do whatever it takes so that your name can be made great. That's what Jesus says. You know how it works in the culture. Verse 43, but it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to what? But to serve. That's what Jesus came for, to serve the world and to give his life as a ransom for many. So here's my heart. Um, Two things. I want ACF Church to be the greatest church in the world. And I, I don't feel any conviction that that's, a, that's not a negative thing in any way, but here's the deal. 
and this is a little scary, when we want to be a great church, what that means is that we want to sacrifice our lives for the people around us. That's what it means to be great. So if, if greatness is to be sacrificing our lives, if, if greatness is to be servants, if greatness is to be risking everything for the greater cause of the kingdom of God, then Jesus, make our church great. Make our church great. This is not about us. This is not about our own pride. We resist that, that com- compulsion to make this about us, and we realize that every good thing in our lives is a gift. And so when we realize that personally, we will do that as a community. So it begins with you. It begins with me. Are we personally understanding that we are servants of the Most High God because he's given us so much more than we deserve? And when we realize that, when we'll come into this community going, how do, I, how do I contribute? How do I give? What do I do to be part of the mission? I, wanna, I want a greater vision for my life. We'll show up and be contributors and not consumers. And so that's our heart as a church. That's our desire. And we know that Jesus loves us. We know we have nothing to earn by this. This is, as Stuart said, just a, an overflow of what he's first done in our own hearts. And so for this next year, just spend some time looking back being thankful for where God has taken you. There were moments in the past year or years where you probably didn't think that you were going to make it, where you thought you weren't going to get the bills paid, where you thought the relationship would never be healed, where you thought your own heart would never be made right, and yet God was faithful to you. And so look back, see the progress, and have a vision for what's to come. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, we're so grateful and we confess that even when we're not faithful, you always are. Even when we make things about ourselves, God, we know that ultimately it's about you. So God, I pray as a community that you would realign us today. That you give us the perspective that we need as God is recipients of every, every good thing. We know we don't deserve it. And yet, God, you're so good to us. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers our sins. We thank you that you have washed us clean and made us right. Not for the things that, only for the things that we've done, but even for the things that we will do. God, that we can sit in full assurance of your grace, knowing that we will spend eternity with our loving Father. God, may may we be a church on mission. May we resist the tendency to get comfortable, to rest on where we've come from, but let all that you've done through us be motivation for us to step it up this next year. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for your grace. We pray it in your name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks.